0: Welcome to 69 Admins. For release on May 27th, this is the fourth episode. Circumstances continue to chase us in the strange life we lead these days. Not only does the Writers Guild of America remain on strike, but the federal government of the United States of America is teetering on the edge of running out of operating cash and therefore being unable to pay its bills. The Writer's Guild strike has streaming as one of the focus areas of its problems. With Warner Bros. Discovery recently relaunching HBO Max as simply Max over the past week, we learned that not all is well in La La Land. Warner Brothers Discovery made a bit of an error in launching the quote new unquote service, as it stripped writers, producers, and directors of their credits on show listings and simply lumped them together as, quote, creators, unquote. When the Writers Guild is striking over studios not giving them their due in streaming, actions like that are a monumentally stupid way to show that studios like Warner Brothers Discovery are digging in for the long term rather than settling. As to the debt ceiling crisis in Washington, the less we say of that, the better. There's no good way through that mess right now. We pause for a moment for a public service announcement, and then we'll dive into the main subject this week. Stay tuned. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control Last time we broached the topic of antenna television. Well, it's necessary to speak further to the topic. We got into the hardware side, but we didn't really get into the implementation side. Bear in mind you can't find everything via streaming necessarily. Sometimes you still have to stick with appointment television. Now the problem with classic formula broadcast television is that it did not easily translate to digital broadcasting here in North America. The digital broadcast standard used in the United States is also used only in Mexico, Canada, South Korea, and some parts of the Caribbean. The rest of the world primarily uses an entirely different standard known as DVB-T, for digital video broadcasting terrestrial. The ATSC standard we use in the United States has limits. It is not resilient. If you get sufficient radio frequency noise in the signal, you end up getting a disrupted television signal. If your antenna is moving, you end up not being able to lock onto a signal. That means that outdoor antennas mounted on buildings need guy wires to keep them in place for optimal use. Heck, you can't even receive a television signal properly in a moving vehicle or on a handheld device, as nobody is broadcasting in the older companion standard for that in the United States, and adoption of ATSC 3.0 is running really slowly. So believe it or not, First off, there is no chip in your phone to get over-the-air television. There was a standard, ATSC-M-H, Advanced Television Standards Committee-Mobile-Handheld. Nobody used it. Because nobody produced the receiver hardware. You get into a chicken-and-the-egg scenario. But what ended up being found out was, Sure, you could make the hardware, but you'd have to have a massive antenna to make it work right. So this is a major part of why you end up watching streaming television on a mobile device, rather than simply tuning in a local television station over the air. Now Qualcomm, they tried to do it. They tried. From 2007 to 2010, they had Low TV. It only ran here in the United States and it only worked in major metros. So if you lived in rural America, yep, it wasn't for you. You might have seen it in a store if you went to your local radio shack and got really disappointed when you saw it and went like, well, why are you selling that if I can't use it? Well, And typically the answer that had to be given by the associate was, well, it's for when you go to the city, if you ever do. Yeah, it didn't sell well. And after three years, they shut it down. Flow TV followed the ATSC MH standard. And it had a nice lineup of channels. But no one bought it. No one used it in sufficient numbers to where it made commercial sense after three years. Qualcomm shut it down and sold the frequency spectrum that it used to AT&T. And Qualcomm made more money off selling that frequency spectrum to AT&T than it did from operating the television service. So you don't have high hopes there. Since 2010, there's not been a successful attempt to make such handheld free-to-air digital television work so back from the analog television era you could see people with handheld portable TVs heck Radio Shack sold them that you could take out to the park or take them to the football stadium especially if you went to Cleveland Browns Municipal Stadium so that you could get commentary Those don't exist in any practical, useful form in the age of digital broadcasting. ATSC 3.0, the new broadcast standard, is expected to make such a thing more possible again, but by the time enough broadcasters switch to using that, the big question is, will it even matter? You see, it's currently Voluntary for broadcasters to move to using that standard, much as using ATSC-M-H was voluntary. Only broadcasters in very large urban metro markets are moving over to ATSC 3.0. Out of all the stations in the Cleveland market, only one has any presence in ATSC 3, And that is WJW Fox 8, which is owned by Nexstar. So keeping all that in mind, watching television over the air requires planning. Use that FCC DTV reception map to see what you can and cannot get, and it'll tell you. For example, if you have a local station broadcasting in high definition, And it shows you the shows that you like on the broadcast and you have a tuner with digital video recorder capability well if it's an abc affiliate you might not need to pay for hulu then because then you can see it when it's originally broadcast now if you like some hulu original content maybe then you pay for hulu but if you're only looking for something that's over the air When you have a good tuner and a good digital video recorder, then it doesn't make economic sense to pay for that streaming service. Of course, Disney is merging Disney Plus and Hulu together later this year, so stay tuned for that one. When over-the-air digital television broadcasting works well, it looks fabulous. It looks like something that you get on the computer, and of course it should. Because what is it over the air but a one-way video stream that instead of coming over the internet is coming over the airwaves? It's virtually the same standard, but you don't have to pay for it. Key thing, living in a rural area means that sometimes you're not in a location where it is expected to easily look fabulous on television, though. You might say, well, where does that happen? No, communities like Jackpot, Nevada, West Wendover, Nevada, Espyville, Pennsylvania, Andover, Ohio, gets very little coverage by television stations. So there are places out there where you get nothing. And you're in a rural area. So you have to plan ahead. As you may have noticed in much of this discussion, television is not nearly as simple these days as just buying a television set and putting rabbit ears on top of it. If you're in the core of an urban area, Maybe you could get away with that if you're in a relatively modern home. If you're in a century home, not so much. All in all, planning is required. With the landscape shifting and economic headwinds mounting, things are not nearly as simple as they once were. Now our pick of the week this fortnight is yet another item we found on Tubi. Prior to its purchase by the Murdoch-controlled Rumpa Fox in 2020, there was a bit of an old video store feel to the service. Since the acquisition, it has picked up more content, but it still has a feel like you've wandered into a blockbuster or family video from days gone by. The selection this week is Australians. A-L-I-E-N-S, mind you. This comedy from the land down under shows us what it would look like if aliens invaded but chose only to us to attack Australia. A couple from Queensland produced the film based on crowdfunding. It has surprisingly good production quality. It is a goofy Australian farce, mind you. It is not rated in terms of appropriateness according to IMDB, yet Tubi claims it is rated R. We'll let you decide what you think it should be rated. Thank you for joining us. This program was produced in Ashtabula by looking Productions. Be seeing you.